0: Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 201. So, we're now on a quest to get to 300 after we had our 200th episode. So, now we're 201 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Buster. So, why do I love Fridays? Not because it's the end of the work week, because it's another podcast day. Between I'm going to meet with another fantastic guest. And between the two of us, we're going to help you overcome obstacles, and get out of your own way so you can reach the success that you want to reach in life. So if you're brand new, if you're joining me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining the live feed on either of my Facebook pages, please like and share. And why do I look like I'm frozen? Am I frozen? Megan, can you hear me? Hey, okay, I think I'm back now. Okay, I'm having all kinds of tech issues today, so the green screen isn't working. I just froze up for a second, so I'm not sure what's happening, but we're gonna smile and we're gonna make the best of it. All right, so again, if you're brand new, you don't know who I am, let me introduce myself. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not gonna see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I wanna be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. You've got to know your work. All right, so before I break my guest on, you know we have to do the teachable moment of the day. And... What I want to emphasize to you is to do something. I'm not going to get the live feed on here. Is Do something that scares the hell out of you. Do something that you've kind of wanted to do, but you've just been afraid to do it. And just do it. Like It's it's really that simple. Just do it. Because what what that's going to do is that's going to speed up your growth. So as a fitness coach, I do this every single day. So whether it's a farmer's carry, whether it's a rope climb, whether it's gymnastics rings, just no matter what it is people tend to look at the obstacle and immediately defeat themselves. Like, oh, what is that? I can't do that. It's like, how do you know you can't do that? Just because right now you might be a little afraid of it, but just try it. You might try it and then realize it's not that bad. And then once you realize it's not that bad, you just opened up a whole new realm of things that you're capable of accomplishing. All right. So that's all I got for today's Teachable Moment. Just try something that you've never tried before, might be a little bit scary, and then you realize that you're already badass enough to get it done. All right, so that's my message for today all right so today we're going to be talking about thinking outside of the box and we're going to cover a whole lot of other topics but just when i went through her her, her bio that was the part that stood out to me and hey my sister's on I'm monique and so let me bring in megan doherty and i hope i pronounced that right mm-hmm. and and we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation about life and just helping people just become the best version of themselves so how are you doing today
1: i am so well i'm looking forward to a conversation thank you very much for having me
0: Awesome. And you're from Canada,
1: huh? I am. Yep. Born oh, and I raised.
0: <laughs> in, the, in the last two weeks, I think I think you're my third or fourth one from, from Canada. So.
1: I know. Just, we just pop up all over the place.
0: <laughs> all over. I'm telling you. And you said Quebec area?
1: Yeah. So I live in uh, Gatineau, Quebec, which is uh, just on the border with Ontario. So Ottawa, the capital, okay. it's basically kind of one city, the region I live in.
0: Um, gotcha. But I live on the
1: Quebec side. All
0: right. So that's over here, like eastish side, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, straight north from Vermont.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I love 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 Vermont. (laughs) haven't been to Canada yet, but I love Vermont.
1: Oh, you've got to come. You've got to come in the summer, come in the summer.
0: (laughs) See, here's the thing. I will come in the summer, but I told myself I'm going to visit all 50 states before I leave the country.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's a great
0: goal. See, and if 2020 didn't mess with us, I would have be, I'd be so much closer. because right now. I think I'm at 34 states. So 2020, I was supposed to hit Montana idaho mm-hmm. hawaii alaska like I was, I was gonna hit some of the some of the bigger ones and then rona said "Uh, uh-uh. I, uh."
1: <laughs> I, I, I hear that i mean yeah. i usually usually i travel to the states a couple times a year for conferences yes. to visit friends or my my, my partner's family is there mm. um we haven't been since 2019 so i'm just like hi america nice to see you my
0: <laughs>
1: can't wait to visit again
0: <laughs> nice are you originally from canada
1: Yep, I uh, I grew up in Ottawa, is the town I grew in. Then I moved to um, Montreal, kind of the, the bigger city nearby, which eighteen right. year olds in Ottawa do. Uh, we moved to Montreal, <laughs> Toronto, or Vancouver, <laughs> and uh, I lived there for ten years. Yeah. And about five years ago, I moved back um, to the Ottawa area to spend more time with my family, especially my grandmother, okay. uh, which was uh, uh, it's been really nice. It's a noble
0: reason, very noble. And <laughs> like, it. what what do you like about living there besides family?
1: Oh, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful part of the country. Um my my people are from New Brunswick which I think is you know it, that's the most beautiful part of Canada, no question. so for further okay. east. Um but yeah. around here we've got Gatineau Hills, um Ottawa is really lovely. There's lots of green space, uh, lots of arts events, uh, a surprisingly mm. robust burlesque scene for a small city. Okay. Uh but uh you know lots lots of um investment in the arts, really nice people around here. Um mm. and it's it's kind of interesting to live in in a, in a nation's capital. Um we get to be angry at our politicians in person. So
0: that's- <laughs> Versus like on Twitter here. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, I,
1: I could just go across the river It's like a building's <laughs> Twitter,
0: Twitter here, when they, people talk about politics, it's an absolute dumpster fire. It's like people, yeah. I was like, like if, if people actually took their own goals as seriously as they take fighting for politics, th- there would be no poverty, none. Mm-hmm. I mean, because people mm-hmm. like, eh, like relationships end, friendships end. It's it, it's insane. Co-workers are at each other's nets. You know, like like my brother is a diehard Democrat, and mm-hmm. I'm an I'm an independent. But but yep. because I disagree with some of the things he says, he lumps me in with the Republicans. And it's like, dude, it's like you know, I'm entitled to my own thoughts. It's like just because I think X Y Z doesn't mean I'm for a particular party. You know, It's, yeah. like, it's like none none of them really care about us <laughs> they care about our boats yeah and it you know? would be and, cool
1: if there were more like independence you know or at least you know more more than two kind of sides to the equation because yes. there's so many more ways than two of looking at things exactly. uh, two is not enough
0: <laughs> see and that's relevant to thinking outside the box <laughs> you know it's like it's okay it's like there are some things that that the right side say, says where i'm like okay that makes sense but then and there's other things that have me scratching my head and it's the same mm-hmm. thing on the left side. There's okay, that makes sense. So like everyone should have health care. Everyone should. But then there's other things where it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. You know, like that's why I just stay right down the center. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, but any any which way. So let's talk about you and let's get to know yay. you what, what, what a little bit better. So <laughs> it's like yay me. <laughs> All right. So how would your best friend describe you?
1: Oh, yeah. That, that's a that's a good question. That's that's a, a really excellent way to ask that question. By the way, as, as someone who works in podcasting, a fantastic strategy. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it a little um, okay. because you know, uh, you make the excellent point. People will give you their resume if you just ask. Tell me about yourself. So I thought about my best friend, and she would probably describe me as you know a highly competent professional, really good strategic mind, really tech savvy. But deep down, just on un- well, not even that deep down, just under the surface, mm-hmm. a giant nerd.
2: Huge mm. nerd,
1: um, really into yeah, you know, historical fiction, the spreadsheets, the data, the MCU. Let's let's say that, oh, yeah. and even further beneath that, she's just a big old hippie, vegetable growing, <laughs> you know, food preserving, at one with nature. Uh, so that's mm. that's probably. Uh, oh, um, she would also say I'm pretty likely to, when angered, fly off the handle a little bit because I'm an Aries. Because um, oh. my best friend is very into astrology. <laughs> so that's, that's right. I think, how a listener would describe me. And hopefully, you know, willing to help, good listener. Uh, yes. And, and you know, excited to get to do things. Ultimately excited about the world.
0: So in, in astrology, do you know one of Aries' top matches?
1: Uh, i probably do somewhere in my brain, but not that I can recall to mind.
0: <laughs> would be a Leo. And take go bio guess who's a Leo? Well, look at that! That's fantastic. <laughs> so we're going to have a great conversation <laughs> because it's in the stars. It's in the stars, and who can argue with the stars? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I see. I, I love how you call yourself a giant nerd. So let let's break that down. What does sure. that mean? <laughs>
1: uh, I think um, uh, what that really means to me is that um, I'm not interested or invested in being perceived as cool or, or anything other than what I actually am
0: um
1: you know so so I I, you know I I love watching history documentaries
0: me too yeah sign me up
1: for a weekend of that um you know I'm not uh I I I, hair and makeup never learned can't do it um not gonna bother learning now although I deeply respect people who are really good at their hair and makeup that's like a super cool skill (laughs) but (laughs) so I think being a nerd just means like being super um uh honest about what you're actually into and not trying to do things anymore that that you don't like I remember being you know in my early twenties and then even a little older and, you know, pretending to like follow music and like be really into what this band's doing with the, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, I just,
0: I'm not into it.
1: <laughs> so kind of letting go of those uh, that need to be perceived a certain way, I think is, mm. is the heart of nerdism.
0: <laughs> heart of nerdism. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you said the word authentic and some people, mm-hmm. people act like that's played out, but, but it's nice. It's like being authentic is the best thing that you can be. And one thing that I've noticed, you know, grow, growing up is very easy to fall in to fall in, into that, well everyone else is doing XYZ, so I should. And then totally. just as I've as I've gotten older now, I'm like, I could care less what everyone else is doing. It's right. like it's if cool. I don't want to go, I'm not gonna go. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like saying saying no has so much power. And, mm-hmm. pe- and people are like, oh well will it suffer? It's like, yeah, it kinda is because I, I don't want to do that. You know, it's like, I owe it to myself to be me. It's like, yeah. why am I going to go and put myself in an environment that I don't want to be in? Possibly with people I don't want to be around. I'll say possibly, yeah. you know? And like, how is that going to benefit me and my gifts and what I offer to the world, you know? So when you look at it that way, it makes yeah. sense.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, and I think, and the, the opposite of that is is equally true. You know what, um, giving yourself permission to say yes to the yes. things that maybe, you know, don't look cool, aren't what other people in say your industry do, uh, you know, having the the bravery and the the self-confidence to do that. Um yeah. it's it's like you say, it's been my favorite part of getting older, uh, is yeah. just letting those kind of uh expectations and those need to please others kind of fade away. Mm. Uh and just be able to be like, yeah, no, I'm gonna stay home and read, you know, trash fiction for the entire week.
0: <laughs> and it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. See, my sister just just put up a, a good quote. My dad used to say, "You know, if you're not leading, then, then you're not going." Oh, I like that. <laughs> yep, that definitely that's de- definitely how how my father uh, mm-hmm. taught us. Definitely, because like cool. all of us, like I'm one of of seven kids, and all wow. of us are, are doing something in some type of leadership position. You know, it's like that's that's what our parents instilled in us. But mainly, mainly dad, dad always hammered that that fact home. It's like you know. Like that's kind of where Shut Up and Grind was born. Yeah. Like, long before I got into doing this stuff, just watching him, him work in his garage and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know he'll he'll hit a roadblock and he'll figure it out. He'll hit another roadblock, he'll figure it out. Like if he wanted something done, come hella high water, he was getting it done. And it's like and we all grew up watching that. Yeah. And we all it, it all got instilled into us. So like and, and how
1: happy they, that must make your parents, you know, to yeah. see you all taking those important lessons and, and running with them in your lives. Like I can only imagine that must feel so
0: good. Yeah, absolutely. It's like with myself and my own kids, I'm still in uh waiting for it to fester stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like you know it's in there, you know, like there's pockets of it, mm-hmm. but it's not fully there yet. So I'm you know, I'm almost there but You're almost we're, there. We're
1: I'm sure everything. you'll get there. You had such a great <laughs> example. You'll be able to do it. No problem.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right. So what did you see yourself doing as a career when you were younger?
1: Running a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I started, right. Um, I started working pretty early. I think I was like 13 or something when I got my first job that was in retail and I, oh, hated, nice. it. I hated retail.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Then
1: I got into food service, working at cafes and becoming a server and then managing front of house. Then I moved to the back of house uh, and did like line cooking inventory management uh, I love working with food I really really do um, but I, I think I heard you mention in another episode you, you also have some experience in uh in the food world 20 yeah. years yeah so you know it's brutal yes <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, brutal on I the do. body it's brutal on the mind it's not super lucrative
0: so... <laughs> you know but, um, get go ahead
1: Oh, that's what I thought I was going to do. So I I even, you know, I graduated high school and and being at the age and demographic, um, there was no question about whether or not I'd go to university. That's just what you did. Um, So I went to business school and then I got to know business students and I dropped out. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so I learned what it meant to be a business. And I was like, no, I am going to work in a bakery. I'm going to make pies for a living. So I did that for a little while. Okay. Um, But then I, I got hired by um, an internet marketer who um, was also a school dropout. And he was like, you dropped out of business school. I can work with that.
0: No kidding. Wow. And so
1: I got into an early stage startup. And that's how I started my career in marketing.
0: No kidding. It's like I, I dropped out of college three times myself. Like, We, yep. we have a, we have a lot, lot of parallels there with the restaurant yeah, really industry. Yeah, that's really cool. We can do an entire episode on just the restaurant industry. God, the stories.
1: Whew. Well, and I mean, it, it's so transferable. <laughs> I learned so much about being a good manager and about yes. running a business from you know being the, the, on the bottom of the food chain in a restaurant <laughs> kitchen.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what the restaurant does though is it it definitely teaches you how to multitask. It teaches oh, you yeah. patience. It teaches you resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, like use. I mean, I've said it in multiple episodes. I, I took what I learned in those 20 years yeah. Yeah. and transferred those lessons into what I'm doing now. Absolutely. It's like, cause you can say, yo, fitness is a completely different world. It's a completely different niche, but it still has moving parts. You're still working with people. You still have to motivate people. You know, it's yeah. like this, you're still doing customer service. You're still doing, you know, selling and you're doing sales forecasting and profit yep. and loss, and all the other, you know, everything is, it's fully transferable. Absolutely. And so like when I'm working with people. I I let them know, you know, don't think that you need 50 other things for you to shift gears. It's like you have enough already in your mental Mm -hmm. arsenal to where you can shift gears and to doing something that that can get you out of that grind. Because, like, I didn't dislike the restaurant industry. It was just brutal. Just the hours and people calling out and being called in on your day off and all that (sighs) stuff. Like, I didn't want that anymore.
1: I I hear you, and I... I couldn't agree more that like how transferable is even just the ability to quickly evaluate a situation and prioritize what needs to be done next yes i mean that that's one of the ones i've found the most valuable is to be able to be like okay no this is this is the order in which we need to do things to prevent catastrophe (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) know what one of the number one skills is though is when everything is going to absolute hell and you still have the ability to put the happy face on it's like that person can do anything like Absolutely. This, right. there's been plenty of times where people are in the back crying, there's cooks mm-hmm. walking out, you know, like this hosts walking out, bartenders are flipping the lid, but but then you got that one person that's just like, Rob, what can I do to help with a big old smile? It's like that person right there is gonna go far in life. You know, oh, if, uh, you, yeah. if you can deal with all of that nonsense and still focus on the task at hand, upbeat and personable, it's like you got it.
1: Yeah. I like it. No, it's, yeah, because you can, you can, you can be super upset. You can even, you can cry if you need to, but you still have to wash those dishes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you still have to get that order out. You don't, you don't get to not do that just because you're crying. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. It definitely shows you who you are. Yeah. All right. So so you get hired by the internet marketer. And, and so I want to know what, what this person's sales pitch was. It's like, like how, like what first interests you about it?
1: Well, um, I, I was at the time working uh, in a in a production bakery, which is, um, I'd say in food service world, one of the best ones, you know, nine to five mm-hmm. hours to you know, make scones and pies all day. Like, it's a really pleasant <laughs> job. But um, yeah, yeah I, I was thinking I was, I think, 20, 21 or 22, like pretty young at the time. So I'm thinking, Do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life? No, I've, I've got other skills. I like writing. Maybe I can get into, mm-hmm. you know, desk type work and see how that goes for a little while. Um, and so I applied to the, I went to Craigslist as you did uh, in 20, 2010. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I just found an ad uh, looked, you know, marketer's assistant wanted. I said, okay, this looks interesting. And then I found myself in the most intense and ridiculous interview process I'd ever been with in my life so mm-hmm. I had to do a writing sample I had to answer questions I had to take personality tests I had to do other things. but by, by the end of the process I was only continuing out of spite like this person thinks you can take this much of my time I'm, <laughs> I'm getting this job yeah. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> like opportunity cost I'd invested way too much to, yeah. to, to back up and then I, I you know I got the job and and that was really exciting and I ended up being love you know it. the assistant to uh, Someone's starting a brand new marketing company, and then over the next six years, the amount of time I worked for him, um, I really got to grow up with the company. I became the director of a whole department um, as the company grew, and it was a phenomenal education. Uh, and I had a, a you know learned so much about business, about managing a team, all these things. And then um, you know when here's the the problem with you know hiring, training someone smart, mentoring them up, they're going to eventually develop different theories about how things should be done. And yep. at a certain point, you're, they're going to want to go a different direction. So that happened. And I moved out and worked on my own for a little while. Did some freelancing, did a couple different things, and then a colleague from that same company reached out one day and said, "Hey, um, Megan, do you want to start a business together?" And I said, "With you, Audra, absolutely." Um, so we had a couple of meetings, decided what to sell and what to, it. <laughs> and we've been doing that ever since.
0: <laughs> nice. So, so let, let's go a little more in depth yeah, into, sure. in, into that meeting. Go
1: ahead. Oh, into the, into the um, uh, you know, let's start a business together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Because yeah, uh,
0: was... I'm sure there's more to that story.
1: Sure. Well, I think I think alcohol might have been involved because she and I hadn't even. To- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> because um, she and I hadn't even spoken in a couple of years since I'd left the company. You know, she would uh, stayed up there a little longer than I had before, also um, moving on. And uh, her background was in broadcast radio, uh, and so she'd been she was a personality on in the Dallas uh, top forty markets. I hope I'm saying that right. It's not my, my background but deeply passionate about audio and storytelling. She'd done the podcast for the company we worked at, was working in another podcast network. Um and my background, you know, at that point was uh you know digital marketing business strategy teaching people how to um you know start online businesses, market, that kind of thing. So we put it together and it's like, okay, we can do B2B podcasts. Um and we got a couple shook the network tree really, really hard. <laughs> got our first couple of clients figured out how to you know make b2b or company podcasts workable for people uh and uh, actually we're 100 referral grown um so we've never cracked the cold uh traffic nut yet but that's a uh, goal for the next little while but it really it was a matter of what are we both good at what's happening right now like what can we do um and um what can we do to a really high standard um was kind of the big one is what can we do a good job at uh and that's how we kind of got into this and over time you know things have refined and evolved a little bit um, but it's, it's been really great to work together on it.
0: Yeah. It's like, I, I, I tell people who are looking to whether it's supplement income or, uh, I mean, yeah, you can drive Uber, you can do this, mm-hmm. you can, you can do that. But I tell people, it's like, what's something that you can teach someone else? Yeah. You know, like just, it's like, it's, it's that easy. Like mm-hmm. my mother's, she was doing yard sales for years and, and you know, she's, you know, she's 70 now. Mm-hmm. And I, told her, I said, why don't you create a manual on what you do? You know, it's like you've been doing these yard sales for like a decade. You know what I mean? So I was like, just create a manual. Tell tell people where, where you find goods, how do you price your goods? And you know, where do you go to set it to set up your, mm-hmm. your yard sales or what, what's the other thing called? Uh, uh flea markets. Yeah. You know, yard sales and flea markets. I said just create a guide. I don't know, sell it for ten bucks. You never know. Great you idea. might you might sell a hundred thousand of them. <laughs> you know, that like, you just made a million dollars. I yeah, was like, yeah. think about that. I was like, like that. That's how easy it is to take just something simple. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, it's already in your brain. Like if I wanted to create a manual teaching youth the basics of basketball, which God, I should probably do that. (laughs) But but it's like I can do that. Basketball, track and field. Because I played almost every sport out there. But it's like, can you teach people to draw? Can you teach them art? Can you teach people to sing? Like whatever skill you have. And it doesn't have to be anything earth shattering. Because there's someone out there. That doesn't know how to do what you know how to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: it's so true, and I think we we um we really kind of came to uh you know starting a business backwards. It wasn't we need to do this thing. It was mm. we want to work together. How are we going to make it work? <laughs> um, which which is I think a lovely way to yes. to get into something. Um, but you know but it meant a lot of missteps in the first couple of years It meant offering services we ultimately didn't like providing yes um although i i do love being in providing services rather than in um just coaching and and strict education yeah we're looking at in the next year or two getting more into you know membership community on demand curriculum kind of thing but that had been you know where most of my experience had been before and information selling is an awful market like Mm -hmm. it can be really powerful it can be a real force for good but there's a lot of awful people doing bad things and yeah. being a part of that doesn't always feel great. Uh, even if, you know, you are as an individual acting ethically being part of that market, eh, mm. eh, it gives me a little feeling sometimes. Um, but you know, what market isn't going to have that?
0: <laughs> yeah. But those are the people that are chasing money and they yeah. just put together some nonsense and charge for it. And then, like I said, the other people, they don't know any better. So they buy it. Yeah. So, like, I, and, I, I've and... done that myself. Yep. Uh, you know, and on, it... on the buying end. On yeah. the buying end. Yeah. I bought some stuff like, I just paid 50 bucks for that a, <laughs> you know? I
1: mean, you're lucky if you got out with only 50
0: yeah <laughs> $50. oh no there, there, there's others i've spent more but you yeah know, same for that example but but yeah like I, I like it's almost like they googled something and just copied it into a document made it look pretty and sold it
1: yeah or, <laughs> you, know? or you have you know uh, they're practically mlm schemes is you know learn how yeah. to make money online by teaching people how to make money online. Here's the template that I bought yes. from someone else that you can now sell with someone
0: else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> see, 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 And people have to understand the difference between that, what you just described, and actual network marketing. You know, Because people mm-hmm. think that they're the same and they're definitely not. It's like network marketing is you do something – something that's tangible, an actual service or a product, mm-hmm. and you show someone else how to duplicate what you did. Like that's mm-hmm. completely it. that's like building building a Walmart and then yeah. building another Walmart and then building another Walmart. Just the only difference is the person building the Walmart makes all the money. And he <laughs> gives it gives everyone else pennies. Whereas in network marketing, you can actually outgrow the person who referred you. Mm-hmm. So like, so that's, that's just, just, different. I just wanted to clarify that. Cause I hear that all the time. Oh, network marketing. That's a scam. Like it's, it's really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so wanted to clarify that. Fair enough. All right. So, all right. So you and your friend are talking, you're going to work together. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Just take me through what happened next.
1: Let's see what well, we came up. Um, uh, uh, Audra was uh, Audra, Audra Casino is, is my business partner. Uh, and she was sure it was going to be video. Video is going to be the thing that we do. Um, she, she's very skilled. She has a great eye design, good narrative storytelling, all those things. So we're okay. Uh, we'll come up with a company. We'll call it the Video Doctors. That's a great idea. We can work with with uh, always B2B. Uh, my interest has always kind of been B2B more than, more than B2C these days. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of sucked. I didn't have a lot yeah. to contribute to it. Um, so I was having a really hard time trying to sell it because I didn't understand it on an intuitive mm-hmm. level. Um, and it just you know, didn't work out that well. We did have a couple of clients, you know, interesting work, and we made some cool stuff. Um, but it was not scalable. Um, it didn't have a way we could contribute equally to it. And that I think is really important in a, you know, especially a business partnership, uh, making sure you each are feeling like you are able to contribute in a meaningful way to what's going on. So we switched tacks a little. And actually, um, we we didn't come up with um podcasting ourselves it was another colleague from that that same company which is like the source of 90 percent of my valuable professional network it's people who work work for that company yeah. um she reached out to us and she said i've got a client and he has been trying to launch a podcast and the company he hired totally let him down can you guys rescue his podcast and we're like okay, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> why don't like we we are a you know very early stage startup we need money very badly we will do you know anything reasonable for it so we got into the podcast and we're like oh oh this is fun
2: <laughs> this is
1: fun and this this works really well and this oh cool this this can be repurposed in in different way okay let then we we did it we really enjoyed it and then he told a friend about us and that friend also hired us and then we started to to grow that way and we we kind of really narrowed down, okay, this is the thing we can do. We can really specialize on these, um, you know, um, business podcasts or podcasts that are for businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, there have been more refinements and changes and different ways of doing things over the years. But – and even for a while, we kind of – we separated for a little while because a small company can be hard to support two founders. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the last year, we've gotten back together uh, and opened up a sister brand to One Stone Creative to do um, kind of more high-end, more narrative NPR-style editing. Um, and so it's been a great journey, uh, and, and nice. getting to work with people all over the world and mostly in in the States for, for clients. Um, it's, it's just really gratifying work to, mm. to, um, it's the consistency I think I really like, um, we don't miss release dates. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, you know, ironclad rule is, is we don't miss release dates. And so getting to hit that mark Every week for every client, it, it feels good. It's like a little tick box every single time.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so you're creating podcasts for these businesses?
1: Yeah. So we we um uh, we occasionally do like a takeover if someone's already producing and they want to just hand production, which means the uh, the audio editing, um okay. and writing the show notes, creating the promotional materials. We can take over. We can also help design a podcast to gotcha. fill a particular role within a business. Um, so let's say someone wants to um, really level up their networking. Um, in an efficient way. So it's okay, you know, podcast will absolutely help with that. So we're gonna design a show that's going to be appealing to the type of person that you want to network with, so you can invite them on that. Uh, and, and you know that this content can be repurposed into your sales cycle really yes. well. So thinking from the outset, how is this going to be used holistically within the business rather than it's just a podcast. It's a thing on Jenny's desk and she's gonna you know mm. run with it and because we have to have a podcast. But really, mm. like integrating it into the business, um, <clears throat> how can this be valuable in different ways? Um, because business podcasting is is different than podcasting for passion, or even podcasting as a business in and of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to ha- meet KPIs. Yep. You're a business. <laughs> like it's a it's a marketing channel. It's it's not just your passion. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really has to work for you. And you know, nine times out of ten, if you don't plan what it working successfully looks like, you're not going to get there. <laughs> so you know, we start with That's what good. is success going to look like, and work towards
0: that. See, and I'm glad you said that, because I, I say that, guys, I mean, we done, done over 200 episodes, Yeah. probably at least half, where where I say, like, what does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, because too many times, we're looking at someone else's su- success. Like, if you look at Tony Robbins, right, dude's a billionaire, you know, he's got 80, I think it's like 88 businesses or something. Yeah. That does not appeal to me one else. <laughs> you know, not at all. Like, that that doesn't do it for me. I'm a, I'm a very small, I don't want to say small-minded, like, mentally, but... In the grand scheme of things, like, mm-hmm. I don't want something that big. I just want something that gives me, fr- like, time freedom, financial freedom, mm-hmm. you know, that I can do, go be a present for all of my kids' stuff yeah. and just travel when I want to. It's so like, I, that's all I want.
1: I love that. And I think I think that is a, a concept. I've been thinking about this a, a lot in the last, over the pandemic when you have so much time to think. And it's the <laughs> yeah. concept of enough. Yes. And that, I think, is, is not a popular enough concept um, in business, in in life. What is enough? Uh, you know, and, you know, my my idea of success is very similar to yours. You know, I want enough money to pay my bills. I want enough time to do things I like and spend with my family. And I want mm-hmm. enough reputation that people will trust my word when I say yes. something. That's like that's I can't imagine success better than that. Yeah. You know what? But it's what is enough? And you like people who don't have enough, you know, you're your Elon Musk, you're Tony Robbins. What are you going to do with billions of dollars? Yeah. How can you wake up every day with billions of dollars and not just out be compulsively making the world a better place? What <laughs> what kind of person do you have to be to actually acquire a billion dollars? I'm not convinced it's a great one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so I mean, people who work for a lot of bid but they're like, wow, like they're intense, like they're yeah. absolutely intense. And and again, and it's no knock on them. Like if that drives you, by all means, you go sure. be you. But that just doesn't drive me, you know. Same, like like
1: I, I, I didn't go to all the trouble of starting my own business so I could work evenings and weekends. I, I,
0: like I did. know, I, you know <laughs> it's like when I got a couple business partners years ago, and you know, we did some we, we did some great things. We really did, you know. Ended up taking it from my gym from just a hobby. You know, when I, when I left, the, well, I started mm-hmm. at the tail end of the restaurant industry, and then ended up pursuing it full full force. You know, we were able to open up a beautiful facility, 5,000 yeah. square feet. People were coming in in droves. You know, we really didn't have any competition in the area where I was. Yeah. And it, it grew great. I had seven employees. I had an assistant. And, and I had them, too. But, like, at, at the end of all of it, like, I was making about the same I was making managing restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so it's like I have all these people doing all these evaluations, all these. And I love the people. Don't get me wrong. I love the people. But the back-end stuff, I was like, this this isn't fun. You know, it was <laughs> it was nice having, you know, 30 people come in at 5 o'clock and another 30 people coming in at 6, then another 30 people coming in at 9, and then at night, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, just, just hundreds of people coming in per day. He said it was awesome, but, but, again, at the end of the day, it's like I feel the same way I felt in a restaurant. Yeah, You know, so it's like in 2017 – our lease was our lease was up where we were, and I would made the tough decision to downsize. Yeah, you know it, it was really it was a really tough decision, but I'm far happier now. So like I'm still in the gym setting, I'm still helping people crush their goals, and but it's not overwhelming now. You know, like the you know there was just so much weight on me, and it wasn't fun. And then the business partners, all they really cared about was making more money, making my money. I'm like, we have two hundred and some odd people in here now. <laughs> you know you know what i mean it's like why can't we just pour into the people we have now and then yeah. we just we just had differing of opinions and then that whole thing went south but that's an, that's another story but but so for me like i don't want 10 different businesses and a thousand employees and like that doesn't do it for me so yeah. hammering down what people's definition of success i think is key because they might think that they want that until they actually get it.
1: Very, very much so. And I think think a lot of people probably find themselves in that situation. And that is a really uncomfortable place to find yourself because everything you've ever heard, everything everyone has ever taught you is that this is the thing that's going to be happy and make you successful. And then you get there and no one's ever told you that you can be wrong about what you wanted.
0: Yes, exactly. You know,
1: you you can work for something, you can with the best of intentions, really put your heart and your soul into achieving something and get it and realize this sucks. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's true. And that's so it's true, true
1: business and relationships and, and absolutely everything. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. you know it doesn't there's nothing wrong with you if what you thought you wanted didn't turn out to work.
0: Yes. Let let me share share quick quickly. So there, there's a woman, she she used to train with me years ago. She reached mm-hmm. out to me because she knows I, I, I help people, you know, and um uh, come up with business ideas and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. So she says to me <laughs> You know, I know you spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry, and it's always been a dream of mine to o- open my own ty- kind of restaurant slash bar. I was like, all right. I said, so let's let's meet up on Zoom, and we'll talk about it. So I'm pick- picking her brain as, like, the why do you want to do this? Like, you know, what's your vision for it? And she's um, she's of African descent, and she's like, you know, w- where I live, there's nothing really embracing, like, the different African cultures. So I want to start a restaurant, have theme nights, Maybe, maybe one night be Ethiopian, one night be from Ghana, one night from Zambia and Zaire. I was like, con- concept sounds sounds nice but then I was like, I love that idea. <laughs> but then I was like, have you ever worked in a restaurant? Mm. No. Have you ever worked in a bar? And <laughs> she's like, no. I was like, okay, so you, you've never seen the inner workings of a restaurant. And she's like, no. I was like, okay. I said now I'm, I'm just gonna give you some brutal truths here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am not trying to rain on your parade, but, and then I just went through the whole, the whole list. And so going back to what we both said about, it may not look the way you thought originally. And so I, told, I said to her, I said, I said, look, I said, you are into fitness. All right. I said, you're, you know, you're in, I said, so why don't you open up so, something like a fitness center and have, have, you can still have it African themed. And you can still have the different cultures. You know, like maybe on Tuesdays, have people dressed up in Ethiopian colors. And then on Wednesdays, you do South African colors, you know, or, or whatever. And you can play the, the different mu- musics from, from the different countries. I said, and that way, fitness is way less overhead. There's way less mm-hmm. nonsense. You'll need way less staff. I said, in order for you to open a restaurant, you're going to need at least a million dollars at least like that's minimum and her eyes get all big <laughs> you know so but but just helping her walk through that but i think mm-hmm. she liked the fitness aspect you know so going back to what i said earlier what you really want it's a, I'm like you love fitness you love the african culture marry the two yeah <laughs> and there you go
1: <laughs> yeah no i like it And figure out, i mean what's what's the uh, what's the outcome you're working towards you know yeah. you can work backwards from that how do you get the you know, as much good outcome with as little Personal trauma as you can.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she said she wanted the dancing and all that, and, and you still can, because, like, in mm-hmm. f- fitness, music is a huge component of it. Oh, yeah. You know, and like I said, you could have the theme nights. I mean, I'm not really into the theme nights. But like I see other gyms, you know, they do '80s nights and they do Halloween parties and Christmas parties and all that stuff, and you know, it's it's That's part funny. of the industry. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and you're already you're already within the industry. Like you've you've taught classes, you've been taking classes for. I think I met her like ten years ago. I want to say. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, so you're already there. so why try to educate yourself in something that you know nothing about when you can take something you already know about and just bring it to life.
1: Yeah. I that, that, I mean, that's restaurants, because you, you hear that story all the time, right? People well, yeah. are, you know, like, you know, with, with with mom's great cooking and dad's business sense, we'll have a successful restaurant. Yes. Everyone <laughs> thinks they can do it because everyone has eaten at restaurants. Yes. Oh, how hard can it be just to make food and bring it out to people?
0: <laughs> You'll <laughs> be like, surprised. Oh,
1: oh darling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, bless Get a grease trap
1: and then tell me how you feel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the fans, the fans above oh, the grill. Lord so have mercy. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Work a closing shift with a third degree burn. Then let's talk. Yes,
0: oh, I've, done, I've, done I've burned my eyelid before Oof. working, working in a breakfast place. Like they mm-hmm. had all stainless steel pans and you know, the, the pants for my height, the pans were eye level. Oh yeah. And uh, I have depth perception issues cause I'm farsighted and I know mm-hmm. I should, I should wear glasses and I don't. But, but like I leaned over to get something that they went right on my eyelid on Mother's Day. The busiest oh, the breakfast worst day, day of the year, <laughs> and I had to work the rest of that shift with my eyes throbbing. Oh, it's awful. But anyways, so <laughs> all right, so back to back to you and your business. Yeah. So, how did you come up with what you're doing now? Because because I'm sure when when you started it, mm-hmm. it, evolved, it evolved a little. Just like when I started my gym, it it, it evolved to to where, where we are now. So, how how many times did you have to tweak or pivot or switch things up?
1: I think it was, um, you know, after kind of that initial hard pivot from video to audio, uh, it was much more a process of refinements yeah. over time um, and very much data driven um, more than than anything else um, You know, beyond does this feel good? Do we like it? Can we do mm-hmm. what we say we're going to do? Yes. Um, but it's just like, okay, no, this is what um, is the most profitable, um, you know, of the things that we do and we enjoy. This is um, what has the best value. Um, to the people that we're doing it for this is what we can do with um you know this is what our team likes doing the most this is what yeah. we have the best skills to provide and um uh, it's, it's like, oh and several goodness we're undercharging aren't we <laughs> <Moment>. <laughs> We've
0: all, we've all done that we've all been there
1: <laughs> um but you know i mean we we don't charge uh, we're not the most expensive podcast producers in the industry um coming coming back to that concept of enough um i, I want things to you know cost enough that people value them when we do them and I want to be able to pay everyone who works on it comfortably yes. enough so that they don't have to worry um but don't need much more than that that Does, doesn't doesn't have to be more than that so that's uh, we're kind of comfortably mid-range I think in that in that regard which feels really good so the yes. nice spot to be and uh and now we're kind of getting to a point where we've got great systems and we've got a wonderful team in place that handles most of the day-to-day um for me, getting out of the day-to-day, um, I'll tell you a funny story, I think you'll like this. I hired a brilliant admin um, who's wonderful. And then I micromanaged her. And I was getting in the way of the process and I was confusing things. And then one day she very kindly and extremely polite language um, told me to back the F off and let her do the job. <laughs> and I said, you're absolutely right. Let me do that immediately. <laughs> and since right. then we've had no problems whatsoever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so grateful that she felt comfortable saying that to me. <laughs> oh she was God. absolutely right. I was I was just muddying the waters by by mm-hmm. being involved in that stuff. So we just we we figured out all, all I need to know is a daily, here's what's going right, here's what's going wrong. So she sends me yes. that every morning and I don't think about it otherwise.
0: <laughs> They, and it's nice when you have that person, because l- let me tell you, like, and I'm not saying this in like a, I'm a tough guy kind of way. Mm-hmm. I've clashed with every single supervisor I've ever had, yeah. every single one, because my thing is give me the task. I will execute the task. Yeah, Like it's that simple. While I'm executing the task, don't bother me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, like unless I'm screwing something up, you know, by all means, I can yeah. take I can take corrective action. That's not a problem. But it's like, what it's just that that unnecessary micromanaging. Yeah, huge pet peeve of mine. Huge, huge, huge. Oh, yeah, but it like, drives me
1: bananas too. And so I, I was yes. quite embarrassed to realize that is what I had been doing. Because um, yeah. I, I hadn't done it intentionally. <laughs> I very much believe in the theory of no hire smart people, let them do their jobs. But here I was, kind of mm. worried about the day to day, making like, and I, all I was doing was causing trouble. And so that was it. Was a nice humbling moment to be like, nope, you, you. the, the <laughs> smart thing I
0: did was hire the smart person.
1: I don't need yes. to do anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, then I had I had one the opposite where it's like she was looking for that. micro because my thing mm-hmm. is if I hire you, this is what I want. Go do it. Yeah, you know. Then then if you do something that maybe I want to tweak, I'll let you know and we'll tweak it. But but so, all right. So how do you want this to look? And how do you want this? And how do you want that? And I'm like, if I was gonna do all that, I wouldn't need you. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm, I'm know. gonna
1: I, I'm gonna take a wild bet and say that that person worked for a hard to please narcissist before they worked for you, and Probably. they would be told they told to you know make decisions. You're empowered, and then everything they do would be wrong, and they'd be yeah. penalized for doing. It. I, I bet that's the situation they came <laughs> from. <laughs>
0: Probably. Alright, so my sister, I, I put it up already, mm-hmm. but I wanna get, get your, your thoughts on this. Like marketing is an art, in my opinion, and digital marketing even more so. So before you go, I just want to give give my my two cents. Yeah. Cause like like what, what I've learned is most people try to market their product instead of marketing the solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so like take the scrub daddy, you know, that that yeah. that the, the scrub pad with the smiley face on it. And so watching those commercials you know, they're talking about how how it solves the problem that the traditional sponges don't solve so mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay i'll get into that but i feel like even even with trainers like you go to some trainers websites and it's all about them and their degrees mm-hmm. and they're this and they're that and it's like and if i'm if i'm jane out of shape woman and i just ate a bag of chips and I'm feeling bad about myself, and I go on the internet and I do. A, so I don't want to read all about you, you know. It's like I mm-hmm. want to read about something that addresses my problem,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I, I think, I mean, that the the, the I, I I agree with it. Like I, I, you you want to talk about how you're addressing problems? I, I think there's not enough straight facts in marketing. Mm.
2: Um,
1: uh, I I understand why people tell their personal stories and their rags to riches tale and their hero's journey that you hear in every freaking webinar you attend. <laughs> like, I get yeah. why it's done. And I yeah. find it absolutely infuriating. I don't want to hear the commercialization of your personal pain. I, I'm not interested. I don't like that. You're trying to make money from
2: that.
1: <laughs> as a human. I'm glad that you're thriving now and that you've, you know, t- like person to person. I'm always interested to hear someone's story and get to know them in a sales perspective. Just tell me what you're going to do. Tell me how you're going to do it and tell me what it's going to cost me. <laughs> Yeah. I know what I need.
0: True. <laughs>
1: Give me the information to make that decision.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed See, So I think and- but go ahead.
1: People do ahead. it because it works. Um, yeah. so that's that's where I've kind of come up against. I mean, people wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. Um, yeah. but I still find it really frustrating and I won't do it personally, which has probably cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars over the
0: years. <laughs> See, and, and and you know what, I agree a thousand percent with that because I'm I'm very stern in my consultation process in the mm-hmm. gym. And I know, I like the last challenge I did, 11 people joined. I have one remaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one. Like the other 10 could not hang. Yeah. But, I, but I set very, very clear expectations. Very clear. And it's like, if you can't live up to this,
1: yep. do not
0: join. And, and, so same, and same thing, like my former business coach is like, Robert, you're costing yourself so much money. I said, no, I'm costing myself headaches of dealing with the yes. people who aren't ready to commit you know? Cause like I'm the type, I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. No, I've been, I, I got out of shape one time, but I felt being an athlete before. Yeah. So it was easy for me. I mean, it wasn't easy. It was, it was hard work, but it was easy for me to focus on what I wanted yeah. because I felt it already, you know? So working with people who may have been sedentary their entire lives, I always say it's easier to drag badass out of someone than to try to stuff it in,
2: Yeah, you
0: know? So someone who was a former athlete or, former runner or whatever it was, maybe they let themselves go. I can help them tap back into that person. Mm -hmm. But someone who's never had it, it's like I'm not the right person for you. Yeah. You know, so it's not like me being snotty. I don't want to work with that person. It's like, no, it's like you're better off with someone who took a similar journey and then found fitness. It's like it's Mm -hmm. like you need that person.
1: Yeah, or or even someone who, you know, their deep passion is helping someone go from, you know, zero to 40 rather than mm-hmm. from 50 to 100. um yeah. I, I think it, it and it, it is so much about just be really clear about like i think the most this the underpinning of everything is just be the person who does what they say they're going to do.
2: Yeah. You know
1: be that person as a marketer, be it as a business owner, be it as a customer. Just you know mm. and if you, that if you were talking about you know that uh having drive would save the world you know just doing what you say you're going to do, do do a lot to <clears throat> Oh, pardon make the world a better place too
0: yeah true see i, I want to address on this here too so since i say save, i saved my me story for the training class but now nobody has just one me story because mm-hmm. uh, now again I'll, I'll, I'll speak for fitness you know for yeah. fitness because i've had seven surgeries so wow. one of the biggest things when people come into fitness like oh well i had shoulder surgery so i'm not going to be able to xyz and then i'll say well I also had shoulder surgery in 2015 and these were the steps I took. And, you know, so like if you can connect with them on that level, you don't want to just say, hi, I'm Rob Foster and I have these certifications. I've been training for this long and I've trained thousands of people. No one cares about that, you know, but, but if they bring up something that you have something similar now, they're like, ah, oh, you know, my pain, Yeah. you know, see, then that's completely different. Like when I was going to, to buy my car and, you know, they say, don't trust the used car sales but. But it's like I told him up front, I was like, don't hustle me. <laughs> I was like, don't hustle me. I was like, this is what I'm looking for. And he brought me to the first car he showed me was a car I ended up buying. But he ended up showing me a couple other ones. And he's like, this one, this one right here looks like you. I'm like, but I want that Mazda. Yeah. He's like he's like, Yeah, but you know, you said you had X amount. I said, Stop right there. I want the Mazda. I was like, You keep talking, you might miss mine and lose the sale. I said, So let's go back to the Mazda and and let me know how I can get that one.
1: Oh man, why why do some people make it so hard to spend money? Yes. <laughs> like, I get this I I live in Quebec, right? And um uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about the the labyrinthine maybe even kafka-esque bureaucracy that involves every no. element of living in quebec it's um no, it. uh what did my friend in moscow say it makes the soviets look like amateurs
0: wow okay <laughs> so,
1: yeah. and it comes up every year for me when i pi- try to pay my taxes right like i mm. want to pay my taxes like a good citizen
0: <laughs> why
1: is it so hard why does it take me two weeks and three phone calls <laughs>
0: <laughs> for
1: real just let me send you the money <laughs>
0: yes yeah, i know it's so true like when you call back, press one, and now press two. Now enter your your account number. Now enter this. Now enter that. And then somebody finally comes to the phone. What's the first thing they say? Can I have your account number? Okay. All
1: of that, <laughs> but first you have to listen to it in French before hearing for service in English. Press nine. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. <laughs> oh, God. So So what's next for you?
1: What is next? Well, um, this is a, a, just this week, actually, we published the very first episode, the teaser episode of uh, our very first podcast at One Stone Creative. So after years of behind the scenes work, we are finally doing our own show because we can't put it off any longer.
2: <laughs>
0: awesome. Love it.
1: I'm, I'm a behind the scenes person by nature. So going out yeah. and being the host is not like filling me with joy and rainbows and puppies. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> See, and and i the opposite.
1: I thrive on that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can do it. Like I'm not I'm not a shy person, but being in the spotlight brings me no joy. So I, I don't mm. pursue those opportunities very often. <laughs> so, but you know, it's time we need to have one to kind of show the different things we can do and and yes. network. So, uh, so I am quite excited about. it. It's called the Business Podcast Blueprint, uh, and so mm. it's it's that's kind of the next thing we're doing. Hopefully. Um, you know, in a couple of months, we're going to have a membership community that goes alongside of it nice. um, to provide for company podcasters or people podcasting for their businesses um, the kind of support and and you know direct one to one insight that can make a really big difference uh, in in how you do things. So it's like, you know, um, should I be making my episodes thirty minutes or an hour long? Well, that's the kind of question we're going to be able to address sort of in the in the new group that we're coming up with and giving, gotcha. giving that on demand uh, type of answer. So I'm super excited about that and very hopeful. Love
0: it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some something similar too. What what platform are you going to be using for your private community? Slack. Slack. I don't know if I've heard of Slack. It's a
1: it's a it's it's my favorite of the community platforms. It's not it's designed kind of as a professional community. It's usually used, I think, as an internal tool. Yeah. Um, but I really like the way it has of any of the kind of online collaboration tools I've tried. It has the fastest uptake amongst okay. users that I have personally seen. I don't know if it's you know that's objective truth or not, but I, I've seen it be mm. very effective. Um, it's like, um, yeah, many slack. <laughs> uh, someone said it's it's like Discord for old people.
0: Oh, so. okay, <laughs> <Got you. laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because I'm looking into uh, into locals for for mine because mm-hmm. um, you know, like I I help people with with the storytelling. Like I help with brand stories as well, but yeah. I'm finding now like there's so many people that just bury past experiences, and mm-hmm. so like I was working with with a few women and i told this a few times on this show so, so i'm not going to go all the way through but but just as i'm going through helping the, helping this woman with her pitch it, it took round three before she said she was a stroke survivor at the uh-huh. age of at the age of 36 and i was like um why did it take 20 minutes for that to surface <laughs> you know so so it's like i uh Settle down, Monique. She said she said you, you just made, made them feel young for not having slack. <laughs> but uh, but I was, I was like, you started a holistic healing business, you know, and what based on what you did to help you reverse the effects of having the stroke, it's like it's really that's cool. gotta be part of your story, yeah. You know, it's like why is that not involved in it? So, so from Honestly, all this derived from starting the podcast. It's like when I started it, I really had no direction for it. Like Mm -hmm. I really wasn't looking to to monetize it. You know, like I'm not looking to be like Joe Rogan getting paid thirty million dollars, you know, to talk to people. But I was looking at more more so to just talk to people and learn from them. Like like this is my third notebook that I'm Mm -hmm. on because everyone who comes on, I take notes and and I just I just listen to what they say. And then, like, as I'm working with people in their story creations, like, I take other people's stories and help other people formulate theirs. You okay, cool. <laughs> know what I mean? So it's like that's what I do with mine because people message me all the time like say, how do you monetize your podcast? Like, I don't really monetize the podcast, I said, but it opens up opportunities for other things. Like, <laughs> a couple of us are collaborating on doing an, a, a virtual event on their various topics other other ones they have radio shows and they Mm -hmm. they they have me as guests on their shows and so like it opens up other doors you know so and so with the private community is i want to get people in and it doesn't it it doesn't cost a lot to join it's like four dollars a month you know but but people get to come in and learn the power of telling their stories you know and and, and again and not the not to give in the resume Mm -hmm. you know like I don't care about your resume. I'm like, who are you at your core? And then tell the story of how you became that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, that's where other people relate to your stories. So like, if you just say, yeah, I, st- I have a million dollar business. I have a big house on the beach and I drive a Lamborghini. No, no one's going to care about that. But if you say, I grew up like this, you know, mm-hmm. I had parents who told me this, or I had a brother who used to belittle me and call me names and, mm-hmm. And then you were able to to pivot that mindset, create something amazing, and then this is the steps I took to do it. Now yeah. they're like, I can follow that. You know so that's Very the beauty cool. that's the beauty in the storytelling.
1: That sounds like it's gonna be a really exciting project.
0: It is, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have my my websites under construction. I'm finally getting a big boy a big boy website made not, <laughs> not the the $40 fiber fiber person in Bangladesh making it I actually <laughs> hired an actual firm and getting a I mean uh whatever it's called but that's exciting know, going going all in with it so it's just a matter of getting people to to realize hey he carries on you no know, getting people to, to realize what their what their superpower actually is. And going back to what, what we said an hour ago, mm-hmm. it, it's already in there. It very much is. You know, it's already in there. All right. So give us some fi- give us some final thoughts.
1: Let's see some uh, some final thoughts. Maybe uh, we'll go back to uh thinking outside the box. Um mm-hmm. and I think especially you know as someone who is looking to build a business or get into the entrepreneurs, there's a couple things to remember. One it's 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 a numbers game. You know, just be willing to go out, figure out what you can do, offer it to a hundred people, and you're going to have a lot more data at the end of that process than you did at the beginning. You can hopefully a little more money too. And the other thing is just because something has been done a certain way doesn't mean it's the only way or the best way for it Mm -hmm. to be done. Any path that you can imagine from point A to point B is worth giving a shot, Um, you know, which isn't to say you shouldn't look at, you know, examples of things that have gone well or gone poorly in the past. Um, But I mean, at this point, especially when you're just getting started, all you've got to lose is your own time just test things out <laughs> what, what are you here for but to learn anyway yes <laughs> so, uh, and I think you know approaching things with that attitude of okay well let's just let's just do this and see what happens um, you know from a business creation standpoint and that's that's the best part about it is, is no one can tell you no we do th- we don't do things that way
0: yes and so see. no I'm
1: the boss I do do things that way <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try doing things that way maybe I'll be wrong but I'm gonna try doing things that way uh, that's and that's true. a huge freedom uh, a really exciting thing to be able to do. that's one of my favorite parts uh, about this i like being able to say okay i work with contractors all around the world i still some P- pto because i can yeah and why not <laughs> i'm gonna do it that way yeah i'm the boss <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yep i love it too and you know like my my sister put up there you must be willing to learn yeah and you must not you must not be afraid to fail you know, it's like, like we got to have we got to repair that relationship with failure. Oh, yeah. Because I say I say there are things that I kick ass at. There are things I do not kick ass at. Mm-hmm. But you learn from both. So like the things that work, like, OK, I'm going to keep doing these. The things that don't work, okay, I'm going to find a better way to do these.
1: Yeah, and you, you, can, you can you can you um, can do things just because you enjoy them. Like I, I do ceramics um, as a hobby, mm. and I have a, a distinct and notable lack of talent. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm really not that good at it at all. But I really enjoy it.
2: That's and, awesome.
1: Um, you know, because it's it's a skill, I get to keep getting a tiny little bit better every time. It keeps me in the mindset of learning, and and of practicing, and just being really comfortable with the fact that um, this is probably going to explode in the kiln. Don't get attached.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, you're not going
1: to be able to drink coffee out of this. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like it's one of the best things I do is because it, it is such <laughs> consistent and regular That's feedback awesome. that you suck, uh, which keeps
0: you <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: Keeps your ego real low.
0: <laughs> See, and I love the fact that you keep trying it, though. Oh, keep yeah. trying. Just like in the gym today, one of the newer women, she was trying to climb climb the rope. And I was like, all right, listen, today's goal is not for you to climb the rope. It's, it's almost 20 feet high. I said, your goal is to learn to lock in.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. So if
0: you get on, you don't say, I can't climb the rope. You say, I just learned to lock in. That's what we do. Then eventually you'll be able to shimmy up one foot and then what you shimmy that one foot and then come back down. That's not a failure. That's a score. You learn now to lock in and shimmy a foot. It's like, it's a process, you know, it's a process. Like there is no failure. You have things you can do and things you're working on doing. So it's like, all right, you try it this way and you tweak it back. Okay. Okay. So once you heal, it's not that we're never going to do it again. We're going to try a different
1: way. Oh, yeah. right. so, I, I, so- I, I had um, a, a back injury a couple of years ago, uh, shoveling yeah. snow.
3: Great mm. times. Let and her son flash in there. Dash, sorry. And the, the daughter is afraid. And the mom says these words to her. You know, fear is not something we have a luxury to be able to embrace right now. But she says to her daughter and her son, you have more power than you realize. That's what I want people to realize. Yes. You with your experiences, with your expertise, with your knowledge, with your live story, with um, the things that you've picked up along the way that people are asking you for help with. You have more power in that than you realize to grow your business, to build your business, to start something of your own. You have more power than you realize. And I'd love to partner with you if uh, you want to take what you have and package it into an offer If you want to take even the knowledge that you've been using in your business and free up your time, I want to ask you to even connect with me. You can go to this website, createyourofferchallenge.com, createyourofferchallenge.com. I do a three-day challenge to help you take your knowledge, your expertise, and put it into an offer. Create your offer challenge. And I'd love to work with you to help you discover that you have more power than you realize.
0: Okay, that, that was perfect. I don't need to add anything else to that. <laughs> that was great. So, thank you for taking the time. Like I said, we're definitely going to be in touch. I'm going to connect you with some, some of my other podcast friends too. You know, to so get in uh, put you in the club. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it's like I'm I'm collaborating with a few with a few of them too. And um, you know, just the, the more the more you you connect with everyone, get you on the panels. Like, you never know where this is this is going to go.
3: Let's go. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like, everyone that's been on this show has been an absolute rock star, like awesome. everyone. And, you know, because we we get deep, you know, we get deep beyond, you know, the typical talking points. So it's like, you know, I learned things about you that had I gone by the regular talking points, we wouldn't have uncovered. <laughs> you true. know, So yeah. it's like, like, I love it. So thank you for being vulnerable, you know, share, sharing those those messy moments of your life. And uh yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely have you on again. So we'll be in touch. Thanks, Robert. All right, man. Take care.
3: All right.
0: All right. Yeah, so that was Kimon. That was another awesome, awesome discussion. So for those of you who who are tuning in late, make sure you go back and watch the whole thing because you know this is all about the journey from, and I I like the name of of his business, his idea to life. So you have something in that brain of yours that you want to be doing that makes you happy it makes you feel fulfilled. It sets your soul on fire. He can help you get that done. Go to createyourofferchallenge.com and just get the process started, right? It's a free course. So you have nothing to lose, but you can possibly have absolutely everything to gain. So I'm going to leave you with those words and I will be back tomorrow. Take care.
3: You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.
0: And I was like, "Why? Why is this in the junk pile?" And it was like these two just steel steel beams. So mm-hmm. to her, that was just trash. And I was like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "I guarantee you, someone will pay for that." You know, it like <laughs> it's like I definitely am not handy the way my dad was, but in watching him, I learned a lot. Yeah. And so, so I told her, I was like, "Put that on the marketplace." And it was either a day or two later, somebody drove from seventy five minutes away. To, to get those those rusty metal beams and i don't remember exactly how how much they paid for but but i was like you know it was right around 100 bucks and i thought i, said, I was like and you were about to throw throw that out and there was mm-hmm. so many so many other things again no one's gonna pay for that like never assume what someone may need well, like you, uh,
1: you never even assume what, what you'll need yourself we've got um yes, I, I have um, <laughs> um i i'm not like super minimalist or anything but about you know once every year or two i get this overwhelming compulsion to just discard everything <laughs> just clean it out get rid of it yeah i get that from my mother um but my partner does not have such an instinct yeah and every now and then because they believe in like living in a clean tidy you know home that we could use it enjoy but every now and then they'll, they'll need to go to fix something in the house yeah. and they'll find that one screw in the horde of screws that hasn't been touched for years and they're just like Megan, we can't throw out anything ever again. Something random came in useful again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we have to keep it all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Yeah, but that's pretty much how he was too. Like he would he wouldn't get rid of anything. He's just mm-hmm. like you. You never know. You never know when when you'll need it. And okay. <laughs>
1: damnably, sometimes they do come in really handy.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you find out you need it once you throw it out. Always. <laughs> Absolutely. <had> that. Consistently.
1: <laughs> Always.
0: Yeah. If yeah, I had something, I don't remember what it was, but it was in my basement for years, mm-hmm. years. I finally, I sold it on Marketplace. And it was like three or four days later. I was like, damn, I wish I had that. <laughs> I have not thought about it in years until you get rid of it. And the universe is like, bingo, here we go. <laughs> oh, no, that's,
1: it's like when you can't find something and just, I know I put it somewhere extremely sensible.
0: Yes. That was- <laughs> <laughs> put it somewhere where I don't lose it yeah. <laughs> and then you lose it anyway. <laughs> all right. So let, pe- pe- let people know how to get in touch with you, where they can find you, your social channels, all that good stuff.
1: Definitely. Well, um, you'll find us uh, mainly at uh, onestonecreative.net. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, the best way is email. Um, so it's Megan at onestonecreative.net. Um, M-E-G-A-N one is O-N-E. Um, I answer emails really quickly. Um, and I have really great intentions regarding social media. Um, that <laughs> are not associated with a great deal of follow-through at the moment. So <laughs> That's awesome. is it this, is, is something right? I, I am intending to get better at. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. creative.net. And there you'll find some cool stuff, some interesting articles, some great how-tos, um, and our very exciting State of Business Podcasting report, uh, which we released for the second year in a row in December, all about what the top 100 business podcasts are doing.
0: Mm, interesting. All right. Well, this was good stuff. Um, this was lovely yes I want to talk to you backstage once we're once we're up sure. there I love the backstage like we're live
1: very right? cool yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah but thank you for taking the time to come out and share your expertise it was a fun conversation was and um I do I do panels. So uh, I'll most likely invite you back to be on one of the panels. This is that sounds uh, great. It's like an idea of what they what they look like. We've done five of them so far, and all five have really rocked. So oh, awesome! They think just with our personalities and stuff that uh, you'll de- definitely add some value to the next. I think I have the next one fil- filled up already, but maybe for March.
1: You, I mean, you you schedule things out to a really impressive level.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, let me tell you, like this happened. Totally by accident. So mm-hmm. when I, when I, I think my first eight to 10 episodes, I don't remember the exact number. It was just me talking about yeah. fit, about fitness stuff. Cause I didn't really know what, what direction I wanted this to go. And this goes back to like, you just need one, you just need yeah. one post. So I joined this group called the virtual stage challenge. Mm-hmm. And the admin said, if you guys want to promote anything, promote it. Cause you know, with a lot of these groups, the admins don't let your post links or anything. <laughs> So I posted one like I had a generic, a um, I had a generic flyer that I made myself on Calendly. Like I'm not artistic, N- not Calendly, Canva. Yeah. Okay. And and it, it was enough to get the point across, but it was that. De- like I look back at it now and it's hideous. But uh, I had that, and I was only doing one show a week at that point. Mm-hmm. But and from that one post, I booked four months out. So I was like, holy crap. And That's so cool, yeah. I added a second one. I just posted in the group that I added a second one and booked another four four weeks out. That's f- I mean, f- four months out. And so then I joined this one called national publicity summit mm-hmm. and they had 65 people on there. I want to say, and mine's about storytelling. So mm-hmm. everybody has a story. So like, unless, unless your business is really, really hideous, I I let people on. I mean, I've had, I've had former on, former gang members. I had a Playboy center centerfold, or uh, whatever you call it. Center, I don't. You can tell I don't read it because I don't know what it's called. But um, model, I, yeah, yeah. You know, but but like I've had people from all walks of life because the journeys are, are amazing. So anyway, it was sixty five people. I invited all sixty five, and sixty booked. So, so that cool. so that's why I'm booking so far out. Yeah, like I, I didn't really do anything. Major, like bit, you know, when people ask me, How are you booking out so far? Like, everybody has a story, so it's like I don't want to turn anyone away because they they may have a really unique story.
1: What, what a great attitude to approach this with! I, I absolutely love <laughs> it's true. that. I, think that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, working you know, podcasts you know, built for business development, yeah, it's a lot more strategic, even to the point of being a little by necessity mercenary. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that idea of let's talk to everyone and hear their story, I think that's I
0: think yeah, that's like when. When um I came across the uh, the Playboy model and I was like,, um, do, do I want to go down that route?" And then I read a little bit into her backstory and, I, and there was a story there. so I was like, you know what, I, I kind of want to hear the rest of the story., totally. you know because like now she's like one of, one of the top 1% in her industry. She, she does uh, some type of marketing. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what because that was a lot of sh- shows ago. but but like she she used that as a tool to elevate herself to the next level, you know? So, like, I, I wanted to get the ins and outs of how she pulled that off, so... And then, the guy who was the former pimp, that that was a hell of an episode. Good. <laughs> because he, he did not hold back, but he actually used his experiences as a pimp to become a successful businessman now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah so, so your face... So, like, when, when I was reading it, that was me at first, like... Oh, yeah, I mean, because uh, I'm I'm, doing, I'm
1: super pro sex worker, but uh, I'm, you know, i I don't know necessarily how I feel about people who profit off the labor of sex workers.
0: Well, agree. <laughs> I'll agreed. have to
1: listen to the episode and find out.
0: Yeah, it was definitely an eye opening episode, but just like the way he was talking, he's like, you know, I wasn't proud of it. He's like, but it was bringing in the money. He's like, you know, the girls were making money, and just it, it really was a, a interesting episode. I'm, I'm gonna look like, it
1: up and listen to it. Yeah, that sounds really fascinating. Yes.
0: Yeah, so like, had I turned them away, I would have never really straight, got yeah. that that insight because I only know what they show you on movies and stuff. So to true. actually yeah. get a real life encounter of someone that's been down that road, it was it was pretty it was pretty really interesting. So. Cool. <laughs> All righty, so I'm gonna break this down. Like I said, don't don't sign out though, because I want to uh, okay. go over a couple of things with you, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right, take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, so that was Megan. If you tuned in late, make sure you go back. And Kelsey, what's up, kid? Make sure you listen to the rest of the episode. We covered a whole lot of topics, and uh, her personality is fantastic. So this is just a really good, good listen to. And I will be back tomorrow. I know I usually don't do Saturdays. I'll be back tomorrow, but I guess I had a few weeks ago. We had such a great conversation, and we left so much on the table that I'm bringing her back again tomorrow so we can continue the conversation. That's Trish, and then I'll be back again on Sunday as well. So Sundays are back on the schedule because I screwed up, and I thought I took it off for all of 2021, but apparently I didn't continue it for 2022, so Sundays are booked out until May right now. So I'm going to keep Sundays going, right? So I'm not going to turn all those people away. So that's all i got for you for today. Have a great day.